Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is sponsored by Locker Room, the live audio-only sports talk platform. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time by downloading the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, April 7th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. Go leave me a review if you want to. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page that can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, good morning everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Last night, the Chicago Blackhawks came up with a very big 4-2 victory against the Dallas Stars back at the United Center. And I say it was a very big victory for a couple of different reasons. First, the Blackhawks, coming into Tuesday night, they were 3-8 in their last 11 games. Not a particularly good month of March for the Hawks. And not only did they see their lead in the fourth spot in the division evaporate completely, but they now find themselves in fifth place behind the Nashville Predators. So a big one here for the Hawks to come away with two points back on home ice. They continue to take it to the Stars this year. They're now 4-0-1 in the five meetings between these two teams. And it also was another big win for the Hawks because taking a look at how the rest of the division fared on Tuesday, the Nashville Predators, they came back after trailing 2-1 in the final minutes against the Detroit Red Wings. They managed to tie that one up late and win the game ultimately in a shootout. Thanks for nothing, Detroit. You're good for literally nothing. Um, And then the Columbus Blue Jackets, who were in 7th place in the division heading into the night, they came away with an upset, a 4-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. So both the Preds and the Jackets came away with two points yesterday, and it was really crucial that the Blackhawks did the same, and that's exactly what they went out and did on home ice, putting them now at 18-17-5 with 41 points through 40 games. Still two points back of the Nashville Predators in the division. They're three points ahead of the now sixth-place Blue Jackets and five points ahead of the seventh-place Stars. Dallas still, though, does have... Three games in hand over the Hawks and Preds, and four games in hand over the Blue Jackets. So, still don't count Dallas out. They're not in a horrible spot, but that also makes Thursday's game to finish up this series even more crucial. The Hawks really could take av- take advantage and push that gap between them and Dallas all the way up to seven points with three games in hand. That would make their lead over the Stars feel a little bit better. 
But back to last night's game, for the most part, a really solid performance from start to finish by the Blackhawks. I thought it was certainly one of their better starts in the last couple of weeks. And not only did they have a good start, but they also made the most of it and came out of the period with a one nothing lead. We saw them have a good start on Saturday against Nashville, but they just couldn't find a way to get one past Saros and fell behind one nothing early in that game. Um, so last night, felt good to get one past Jake Ottinger early. And I really do believe... Good starts for this team are such a difference maker this year because they are now 14-14-2 when scoring the game's first goal and also 9-1-1 when holding the lead after the first period. I know it may sound cliche, but putting together a good start <clears throat> from the opening faceoff, it really seems to go a long way for this young Blackhawks team. And then throughout the second period, I really liked how the Hawks, they kept their foot on the gas. They were the team creating more of the scoring opportunities and that their defense really kept Dallas in check. Dallas struggled to get anything going, any sustained pressure against our defense really, especially in that first 40 minutes. And the Hawks, they saw their lead get all the way up to three to nothing before the second intermission. Now, the final 20 minutes, things got a bit interesting is Dallas, they scored a shorthanded goal, the second game in a row where our Hawks have allowed a shorty. And then Dallas gets another one late to make it 3-2 to two in the final minutes. But with the game on the line, Kevin Lankinen came up clutch and shut the door on the Stars' offense. And they go on to add the empty netter to make it 4-2, to two, seal the deal on home ice, and come away with a much-needed two points, as I said a, a couple times already in this episode. One of the more... Complete games in recent memory, honestly, from this team. I know things did get a little dicey at the end, but throughout the majority of the contest, they were the better team, and that's what needed to happen here to start this crucial series against one of the teams the Blackhawks are currently fighting with in the Discover NHL Central Division. Alright, there are some of my first thoughts on the Blackhawks' 4-2 victory over Dallas last night. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to go over... Jeremy Colleton's lineup decisions, and I'll also give a full recap of the contest. But first, I need to talk quickly about Locker Room, which is the live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and free to use. With Locker Room, you can start or join ongoing conversations, you can watch games together with other people, can react to the biggest news, the biggest rumors, and all the trades. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store. Quickly create a profile and link your Twitter to join a group and you'll be able to share your spiciest takes with the rest of the world. So be sure to check out Locker Room for free to be a part of the best audio-only social media platform for sports fans. I also need to talk to you all about Built Bar which is the best tasting protein bar on the market that the Lockdown Podcast Network has been telling you about for some time now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, and high-fiber protein bar that is made out of 100% chocolate. And right now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best because it is Built Bar Madness. A full-on bracket with each and every Built Bar flavor to find out which one is the best. So be sure to check it out by going to BuiltBar.com 
or you can check out Built Bar on Twitter at Built underscore Bar. And don't forget about our exclusive promo code, which is LOCKED15, one word, LOCKED, with a capital L, and then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, that's LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com, and be sure to check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I just finished up sharing some of my quick takeaways from the Blackhawks' 4-2 win last night. Now, per usual, going over a quick recap of the contest, starting with the Blackhawks lineup. So as expected, Kevin Lankinen was in net for his 10th start in the last 12 games for Chicago. They're really riding lanky right now. And as I've talked about on the show a bunch recently... There's good reason for that. He has been their best and most consistent goaltender throughout the course of the season. And against Dallas, in two starts so far this year, 2-0 with just three goals allowed. So a good track record against the Stars for Lankinen. And with the first game of the series being so crucial for both sides, no surprise at all to see Lankinen back in there. And overall, the Hawks won went with the same lineup as Saturday, except the only change was that Vinny Hinestroza was, in fact, in the lineup to make his second stint debut for the Blackhawks. He drew in for Matthew Highmore and slotted in where Brandon Hagel has been skating recently on the second line with Dominic Kubelik and Philip Kurashev. That bumped Hagel down to the fourth line with David Camp and Ryan Carpenter, which I know some people aren't happy about. Hagel, Definitely hadn't been playing bad there on the second line. I just think his game right now fits better with grinders along him, alongside him in a bottom six role rather than, you know, having this team rely on him for consistent offense as a rookie in a second line role. I just think he's not quite there yet in the skill aspect of his game. So there were the changes to the Blackhawks forward lines on defense. Nothing changed at all. Wyatt Kalanuck was in there for his fourth consecutive game, being paired with Calvin DeHaan once again. A little surprising to me personally, just because I thought this series would have been a good time to get Ian Mitchell back in the lineup, but I get why Colleton stuck with Kalanuck. He really hasn't given him any reason at all to take him out of the lineup. So, Hinnestroza was the only change for the Blackhawks last night, and as I talked about a bit earlier in the show, right out of the gate, the Blackhawks came out with a really strong effort, and it actually appeared that they took a 1-0 lead just uh, less than two minutes into the game on a sweet goal by Patrick Kane, but after a challenge by Dallas, the goal was overturned and the play was ruled to be offsides. It was a close one. A lot of people kind of arguing back and forth there, but to me, 
it did look like Doc was a little bit offsides before making that pass. But it wound up not mattering because just a few minutes after Kane's goal was overturned and he was robbed of one after a sweet setup from Kirby Doc, those two actually flip-flop rolls and Kane makes a beautiful saucer pass that springs Doc for a breakaway in tight and he beats Ottinger with a nifty backhand forehand move for his first goal since returning from wrist and wrist surgery that gave the Blackhawks an early one nothing lead sweet justice for those two and it felt like a long time coming here for Doc I know it's been uh, a bit of a roller coaster ride so far through these first half dozen games back but one thing I've noticed is that Doc he continues to be aggressive. He isn't shying away from anything. He may be a little passive with the puck on his stick. I want him to shoot the puck more. But he is flying up and down the ice and into the offensive zone with speed. He's trying to make things happen out there, and he wants the puck on his stick. And when you have that effort level night in and night out, good things are bound to happen, and Doc cashed in to give the Hawks an early one nothing lead. After that strong first period that I've mentioned a few times now, the Hawks, they came out strong once again out of the first intermission. I love to see that. They kept their foot on the gas, and they wound up getting rewarded for it as near the midway point of the period on a two-on-one, Vinny Hinestroza makes a beautiful feed to Dominic Kubalik, sets him up for a wide-open net. That's Kubalik's 13th goal of the season, extends the Hawks' lead to 2 to nothing, And for Hinestroza... No points in nine games with the Florida Panthers this season. Only took him a couple of shifts to pick up his first point in Chicago. Great feed there from Vinny. And throughout this game, he was really a catalyst for the Blackhawks, making things happen with and without the puck on his stick. His speed was extremely noticeable through the neutral zone. Uh, he wound up throwing a couple hits out there. I believe he was credited with three. He moved the puck well, brought a ton of energy, just basically... Everything we could have asked for from Henestroza in his second stint debut. Really happy with what I saw out of him. And if he can keep that up, this could turn out to be one hell of a steal by general manager Stan Bowman for the Blackhawks. And then, in the final minutes of the second period, Alex Dabrinkit forces a turnover in the offensive zone and absolutely houses a shot past Jake Ottinger. No chance for him on that one. In and out of the net in a, a blink of an eye. And Dabrinkit's 20th goal of the season makes it 3 nothing Hawks right before the second intermission. And 20 goals now for the Cat. What a bounce back season for him. He's now solely in fourth place in the NHL in goals this season, trailing only, you know, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, and Miku Rantanen, three of the best goal scorers in the league. So Dabrinkit, the beat goes on for him, continues to have a huge bounce back season and, and just really impressive stuff from the Cat. Good to see him finding the back of the net so frequently that shooting percentage is back up from last year and this is well deserving after he, he got a lot of hate for a struggle-filled 2019-20 campaign. My only real gripe about this game for the Blackhawks is what happened at the start of the third period. So up three to nothing coming out of the second intermission, David Kampf gets taken down in the neutral zone and the Hawks head to the power play literally 15 seconds into the third period. A huge chance for Chicago to put this game of the way. Smelling blood on the water. Go up 4-0. And with the way the defense has been playing and Lankinen in net, pitching a shutout up to that point. Just tons of confidence all around. But instead, 
Debrinkit makes a poor pass at the Stars' blue line, and back comes Andrew Cogliano for a shorthanded breakaway, and he stuffs it past Lankinen to ruin his shutout and cut the Stars' deficit to 3-1. to And it was just an absolutely unacceptable and inexcusable play there from Debrinkit. Up 3 to nothing. Just cannot afford, there's there's no need to make that kind of low low reward, high risk pass unless you're 100% sure it's going to get to your defenseman cleanly. And with Boquist, he was skating up with speed, it looked like he was joining up on the rush. I'm not really sure what Debrinkit was thinking there. And for the second straight game, the Blackhawks make a horrible passing play that leads to a shorthanded goal. I, I don't even want to go and look up how many shorties they've allowed this season, but just time and time again, bad decisions with the puck in the neutral zone, come back to bite this team on the power play, and all of a sudden, Dallas comes up with a big kill, they get a shorthanded goal, and they finally have some momentum on their side with the score at 3-1 to one and a ton of time left in the third period. And then, what do you know? In the second half of the period when the Stars defensemen, they start to get a bit aggressive and the surge begins to happen, Radic Foxa jumps on a loose puck. It was a dominant cycle in the Hawks zone from Dallas. The puck just bounces like a pinball off the end boards and Foxa jumps on it. He beats Keith to the loose puck and puts it in the net past Lankinen and with just over six minutes remaining, all of a sudden, we have a one-goal game on our hands. Fortunately, after that, I, I know... It was kind of tense and tight in the final couple minutes, but really, the Stars did not generate all that much sustained pressure in the offensive zone. Lankinen was tested a couple of times, but only seven shots on goal for Dallas in the final 20 minutes. The Blackhawks' defense, credit to them for doing a really good job as they have all season against the, the Stars' offense. Always a moral victory when the Hawks hold an opponent to under 30 shots on goal for a game, and it definitely feels even better when they come out with the actual win as well. Patrick Kane went on to add the empty netter as all three forwards on the top line, Debrinkit, Doc, and Kane, they all find the back of the net to carry the Blackhawks to a 4-2 win over the Dallas Stars. Alright ladies and gentlemen, there is my recap of the Blackhawks game against Dallas last night. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about some of my final key takeaways from the win. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are getting down to the stretch of their season, and the MLB regular season has officially began. And for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cohen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis to keep you ahead of the competition. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I just finished recapping the Blackhawks 4-2 win over Dallas last night. Now, before I wrap things up on the show here today, a couple of other things I wanted to be sure to mention before letting you all go and enjoy the rest of your day. First, on defense for the Blackhawks last night, overall, as a team, pretty sound for the most part, especially at 5-on-5. And we saw another just marvelous performance out of number 5, Connor Murphy, who has truly morphed into a top-pairing defenseman, I believe, for this Blackhawks team. Murphy, once again, led the Hawks in time on ice with 24 minutes and 50 seconds. He also led the team with six block shots and was credited with four hits, and also, he had a secondary assist as well. Murphy, not only has he just been a warrior back there blocking shots for the Blackhawks, he's now up to... 83 now in just 34 games. And what's incredible about that is looking at the block shot leaderboard, Murphy is the only guy inside the top 30 with less than 35 games. And he's ranked all the way up at number five. You heard me right. Murphy inside the top 30 shot blockers in the NHL. He is the only guy with less than 35 games played. And nope, he's not number 30, 29, 27, 26, 25, whatever. He's all the way up to number five with 83 block shots. Incredible stuff from Connor Murphy this season. And once again last night, doing his thing in his own zone, being physical, sacrificing the body in front of the net. One one good shot block that, that comes to mind immediately is that one he had on Rupe Hints in front of the net. And also on the offensive end, Murphy now has three assists in the last four games as well. So not only performing very well on the defensive side of things, but helping to chip in on the offensive side too. Great stuff out of Murphy once again last night. But as for his partner, Nikita Zadorov, man, I seriously try so hard to like this guy, but he makes it so hard for me to do so. Big Z took another penalty once again last night that now gives him penalties in seven of the last 11 games and 16 penalty minutes total during that stretch. And that's without any fighting majors, might I add. And with the Hawks' PK being what they are as of late, they actually did put together a solid outing last night against Dallas. They finished 2-for-2. But overall on the year, the penalty kill still ranks 28th in the NHL at 74.1%. So for Zadorov, just gotta stay out of the box more, my man. And on Tuesday, what made me even more frustrated about his penalty was it literally came 10 seconds after the Hawks took a 2-0 lead. Like... Zadorov's penalty, come on man, you just have better common sense than that. It seems like Zadorov's penalties are always at the worst times too. He just has to stay out of the box going forward, especially when he's supposed to be looked at as one of the more sturdy and reliable veteran defensemen on the back end for this Blackhawks team. Also, another thing I wanted to mention today is that Forward Lucas Walmark did, in fact, clear waivers yesterday, and he has now been placed on the Blackhawks taxi squad. That was done in order to make room on the active roster for Vinny Henestrosa. Two things from this move. One, I highly doubt we will ever see Walmark back on the Blackhawks active roster, barring 
an injury or two to someone in the current forward group. And two, there may not even be a trade market at all for Walmart if no one claimed him via waivers, you know, not sure if the Hawks are going to be able to trade him in the next couple of days. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we can get maybe a six-round pick for him. Um, but with the cap situation being all sorts of messed up doing co- due to COVID-19, I just think there could be fewer trades overall at this year's trade deadline than in years past. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, April 7th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to go and play the Locked On NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is getting towards the final stretch, and the best way to keep track of all the news is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you their biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at Talk and Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.